once you realize that you have a choice, you also realize that you've chosen everything in your life. So the common denominator in your celebration or your suffering is you. Hello, my love, and welcome to the Boldly Courageous podcast. My name is Melissa Martin. I am a business and embodiment coach and creator of the Boldly Courageous community. Just like you, I've walked through some dark seasons in life, and I know what it's like to start over again and write a new story. This podcast is here to activate you, to show you what's possible when you embody your power and walk with courage and fear in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. Each week, you will hear authentic conversations with thought leaders and visionaries as we dive deep into topics such as spirituality, business, money, relationships, sexuality, and so much more so that you can fully embody your boldly courageous self. Are you ready? Let's drop in. Hey, real quick before we dive into the episode, I need to let you know about something really, really special to me. So if you're anything like me and you've had this calling on your heart to start a podcast, but you have no idea where to start, I want to introduce you to the incredible team that I have worked with literally from day one of launching Boldly Courageous over at Podcast & Co. They have just released a self-paced course called Launch Your Fucking Podcast. This program will literally take you through step-by-step step of launching your podcast from start to finish. You will learn everything about how to create and find the foundation and mission of your podcast, how to come up with the perfect name, get super clear on your audience and the structure of your show. Also, you will learn how to record, how to produce, how to edit, and also hosting, music, creating the perfect cover and building a successful launch strategy. Basically, by the end of the program, you will have launched a podcast that feels authentic and expansive to you, labeling you as the expert that is ready to impact and grow your audience in whatever phase of life they may be at. So all you have to do is go to the link in the show notes, use code boldly courageous at checkout, and you will get a hundred dollars off the launch your fucking podcast course. So now let's jump into the episode. Hello, my love, and welcome back to the Boldly Courageous podcast. As always, I'm so grateful that you are here with me today and that we get to have this conversation. So I want to talk to you about <laughs> some, just some transparency as always, you know, that's my vibe, but I was kind of reflecting today. I was doing some content for social media and I was really thinking back on patterns, like really just being aware of where in my life have I repeated patterns over and over and over again? And what have I learned from those patterns? And what I realize is that I got it wrong so many times, like where I got things wrong so many times was that I thought that if I just took a different action, that I would get a different result. Right. And I think this is like pretty common knowledge. Like I'm not sharing anything that's rocket science. Right. If you don't like where you are, you move. If you don't like your job, you change your job. If you don't like your boyfriend, get a new boyfriend. And unfortunately, as the saying goes, 
<laughs> the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And that was like 100% me, like 100%. And so many of the people that come into my containers that whether they coach with me or they're in group programs or my retreats or whatever, they say the same thing. They're like, I don't understand. I'm doing all the things and nothing's working. I've done this over and over and I can't seem to get out of this pattern or I can't seem to get out of this rut or I keep attracting the same type of men or I keep experiencing the same type of problem and I don't understand why. And the truth is that this is not new information, what I'm going to share, but the roadmap <laughs> for the results that we get in our life starts at the belief level, right? Our beliefs create our thoughts, our thoughts create our actions, our actions create our results. And where most people miss the mark is they think that if I just take a different action, I'm going to get a different result. And this is where I got it wrong so many times. And the most glaringly obvious place that this came up for me was in my romantic relationships with men and my friendships with women. So I was really just like sitting here and kind of like thinking back to all of the boyfriends I've had and even my sisterhood wounds of like, these are like friendships are everything, right? Like they are community is everything. It's such a integral part of our life. And for me, when I think back to all of the relationships I've had prior to my current dating life, I would say the real change happened when I exited my marriage. But like all of the relationships, including that one, the minute misalignment or deep conflict would arise, I would completely shut down, like completely shut down intimately. I wouldn't want to be intimate with my partner. And that is typically the indicator that I don't feel safe or I don't feel connected or I don't feel in alignment, like something's off. And the body is so smart, like so smart. And I would eventually find a reason to exit the relationship. And, you know, I'd be like, oh, it, wrong guy. It must be them. It must be them. And I would take a different action, which was diving headfirst into a brand new, exciting relationship that felt wildly different. It felt like this person is so different from my ex-boyfriend. They're this, they're that. And, you know, the sparks fly and the adrenaline's going and there's hormones. And it's not like I kept dating the same guy. They are all the guys I would date were very different, but the same issues would still come up. After a certain point, there would be a breakdown in communication. There'd be a breakdown in intimacy. There'd be a breakdown in trust or some sort of breakdown. So on the front end, yes, I was taking new action by dating a different type of man, but the way in which I was operating in the relationship, which was based on old programming that was modeled to me by my family dynamics, et cetera, all of that would remain exactly the same. And so of course- over time, I would get the same results. Now, it got to a point where the same, we'll call, call it like problem, I'm using air quotes, like the same conflict in my relationship would come up with every single guy. And it for me, it always came down to intimacy. And it got to the point where I was like, there must be something wrong with me. I still wasn't self-aware enough. I didn't have the tools to know, to go inward and look at like, what is my body telling me? Or what are my thoughts? What are my beliefs around this? What was shown to me at a young age? Like I didn't have the tools, 
but I thought there was something wrong with me, like medically. Like I had my hormones tested. I thought I had a thyroid issue. I thought I had a libido problem. Like there must be something wrong with me. I just don't enjoy sex. Like there's just, there's just got to be something wrong with me. So even though I was dating different types of men, the results that I was getting were exactly the same. And the exact same thing would happen in my relationships with women. And I feel like if you were to really get present to your relationships and go all the way back to childhood, there's always, at least for me, there's these like cornerstone archetypes of people in my life. And so my very first female friendship was a really toxic one. And it was like, I was like five or six years old. And I remember this friendship. It carried me into college and it just was so fundamentally flawed. (laughs) And I'm not saying it was her fault or my fault. We were just not great communicators. And it started a very young age of me being friends with women who I viewed to be better than me, more powerful than me. And there became this like unspoken agreement or unspoken dynamic of who was in charge. And anytime I would intentionally or unintentionally challenge that dynamic by being expressive or setting a boundary, it would result in a breakup or it would result in a big fight with this girl. And when I ended that friendship immediately, like almost immediately, (laughs) I attracted a new woman in my life in college that had a very similar dynamic. And it was like this really toxic dynamic of me putting this person on a pedestal and thinking that they're smarter than me, they're funnier than me, they're prettier than me. And I just wanted them to love me and accept me because it validated me in who I was. Now, I didn't know that at the time, but it's the the desire to fit in was so deeply ingrained in me at such a young age. I had switched schools at a really young age. And I remember I've shared this story many times, but I was, I switched halfway through first grade and it was, I went from a really big school to a really small school. And I remember being on the playground and these two girls were like best friends. And I really wanted to be friends with them because they were pretty and they dressed nice and they were popular. And there was just something about that that I found really attractive. And I asked them like, hey, can I be friends with you? And their response to me was, we're really fast runners. And so if you want to be friends with us, you have to run really fast. And so they set up this like obstacle course and I had to run it in a certain amount of time. And if I didn't like completed in that time, I couldn't be friends with them. And of course I tried my best. I ran as fast as I could, but I didn't complete it in time. And I, you know, I was told I can't be friends with you. So at a very young age, six years old, I formed this belief that in order to like be friends with women, I needed to perform. I just wanted to be accepted is the end is really what it comes down to. And so this power dynamic of you're faster than me, you're stronger than me, you're brighter than me, you're better than me, you're prettier than me, you're more popular than me became the thing that would drive me in my friendships with women. And so the minute that first toxic relationship that I had from the age six until like 21 or 22 ended, I immediately attracted another female friendship that 
also was equally as toxic and heartbreaking. There was so much gossip and drama and gaslighting and manipulation in that. But I was always afraid to speak up. I was always afraid to say something because I was afraid that if I said like what I wanted to say, that this person wouldn't love me, that they would hate me, that I would be excommunicated, that I would be gossiped about. So once I ended that female relationship, another one came into my life. And I'm, and it was like, different cast of characters, same storyline. And so even though I was taking different action and I was ending these relationships, whether it was my romantic partnerships with men or these relationships with women, it was always one cornerstone friendship. It wasn't all of my friendships. It was just this one toxic dynamic. Every time I would end that dynamic, a new one would reappear. So even though I was building new relationships, I was still operating in the very same dynamic, which was very similar to the one that I had with men, very codependent, very closed off, no real trust, no real connection, no real communication, no real vulnerability, a lot of gossip, a lot of gaslighting. And my rational mind just kept telling me, just change the environment, get new friends, break up with the boyfriend, date a different type of person, and everything will change. But what I never took into consideration until like the last toxic female relationship, which was one of the most heartbreaking, truly, and my marriage, because I was married, it, it wasn't until those two relationships that I really took into consideration how I was personally co-creating in these dynamics. And so even though I was taking new action to get new results, like in the short term, right, the honeymoon phase of any new relationship, whether it's a sisterhood or a romantic partnership always feels different. Like it's the new car smell. It's the new job feel like there's always hope and potential and excitement and everything feels new and refreshing and exciting. But in the long run, it all ends up being the same shit, right? Like, Again, here we are again. I'm unfulfilled. I'm unhappy. Things aren't going the way I want. And maybe you can relate to some of this. And maybe that shows up for you in your romantic partnerships or your friendships with women or your job or your living environment. It's like we take all these actions and we get obsessed with the taking of action. We get obsessed with the taking of new action, thinking we're going to get a different result. And then we end up with an even bigger heartache. And we ask ourselves, why is this happening to me? No matter what I do, nothing changes. Maybe this is just my karma. Maybe this is just how it's meant to be. Maybe I'm just broken, right? And we can very easily fall into a victim story. And so for me personally, it wasn't until I really began to take massive amounts of self-awareness to how I was showing up in these dynamics that they started to shift because I'm like, okay, none of this shit's working out. I'm the common denominator <laughs> and that's a hard pill to swallow, right? Like it's very easy to be like, she's crazy. He was an asshole. My boss sucked. Like this town blows. There's no opportunity here. Like it's so easy for us to be a victim in our stories. And that was me for so long. But there comes a point where like you just get so tired of playing 
the game over and over again. Like it's like that movie Groundhog Day, right? You just play the same story over and over and over again. And at some point you have to make a decision. There has to be a catalyst for you to say, I am the common denominator in all of this. And the last female relationship that I had that was so toxic hurt me on such a deep level. Like it was one of the most painful experiences for me to go through. It felt like an actual heartache that I was like, I don't ever want to feel this way with women ever again. And I should say simultaneously, I was also building really incredible relationships with women. And I could see the glaring difference between the two of like, wow, this feels one way, but when I'm with this person, I feel this way. So there was this sense of like self-awareness coming on board. So I had to get really present, like so present to what was happening in these dynamics. I had to get really self-aware of the beliefs that were coming up. Like if I say this, will he still love me? Like if I bring this up in my marriage, like what's going to happen and am I willing to risk it? If I say this, will this woman be mad at me? Will she hate me? Will she cancel me? Will she gaslight me? Is she going to talk badly about me? Is she going to backstab me? Like if I say this, will I be safe? Will I be okay? And I started to meet myself in these patterns of severe codependency and desire to just want to be loved. And my fear of abandonment, like all of it started to come up. So I had to get so freaking present with the stories I was telling myself and unwind exactly where they came from. So not only was I becoming radically present to my own relationships and my own experiences and like the literal voices that were going on in my head, but I had to really look at the stories of like, where did this first come from? Like we have to go all the way back to the very beginning and really observe all of the stories that we've created and the rules that we've been playing by. So for me, that really looked like digging into some things that didn't feel very comfortable, like my relationship with my father or the relationship that my mom and dad had with each other and the dynamics that were playing out there. I had to go back to that very first experience on the playground and remember that story. And like, what was the belief that I created in that moment? And how has that belief been law in my life? And it's like, once you bring that presence and awareness and you observe those experiences, you start to see things. You're like, oh, oh my gosh, this all makes sense now. No wonder I've been acting this way in relationships because this one thing happened and it planted a seed, which created a belief, which then all of my thoughts came from that one belief, which drove all my actions, which have given me all of my results. So the fundamental thing that I was missing in all of this was I was just taking new actions without going back to looking at the beliefs that were driving every single one of my decisions. And it was like, once I realized that I had a choice in every single partner I was choosing, every single relationship I was getting into, every single place that I lived, every job that I had, like once I unlocked the fact that I had a choice, it was the most freeing and most heart-wrenching <laughs> experience. Because once you realize that you have a choice, you also realize that you've chosen everything in your life. So 
the common denominator in your celebration or your suffering is you. So once I started to pause and really observe all of the stories and things that dynamics in my family, I started to see the patterns so clearly. I was like, oh, and once I saw the patterns, I was able to spot them way easier. Like I started to get so much more clear in my communication. So if I noticed like something coming up in a codependent relationship or something like if I was being manipulative in a relationship, I could spot it a lot faster and I could course correct. And I could understand like the way I was communicating, what was my motivation behind it? Where was I taking action from so that I could really start to shift the dynamics? And it was super scary and really challenging, but like one by one, it worked. It's It has worked. And so what happened was I started to welcome in a new story. Like I started to decide I want something different. I really want relationships with women in my life that I don't feel afraid to be as 100% me as I possibly can. Like I don't want to feel like my light is going to take away from their light. I want to be in female relationships where if there's conflict, we can talk about it in a healthy way and not gaslight each other or gossip. I want these female relationships where women celebrate me as much as I celebrate them. And so, but I, but I had to, I had to be that I had to not only welcome in a new dynamic of relationship, but I also had to embody that. Like, it's not enough to say, I want something different. I have to be that first. You have to embody the thing you want first. And this dynamic of like, when then can often come in, like when I have the female relationships, then I will be a great friend. No, you have to practice being a great friend first. When I have a romantic partner, then I will feel fulfilled. No, you have to start doing the things in your life now that bring you fulfillment, and then you will attract in a partner. So I had to create complete pattern interrupts and new stories of how I wanted my relationships to go. And I'm so happy to say that I don't have toxic relationships in my life. Like I am obsessed with all of my girlfriends. And as a matter of fact, I have never had more solid like female relationships in my life. It is something that I am so proud of. I was literally just having this conversation the other day with someone about like, I am so grateful for the women in my life. They inspire me. They challenge me. We can have vulnerable and real conversations. I can show up and be 100% myself. And I know that I'm not going to get canceled, but it's not just because of the work that I'm doing. I'm also consciously choosing women in my life that are doing their own work as well. So we are walking the walk together. And I had this experience recently. I had a sisterhood wound that I let fester for a year. And I'm so embarrassed to say that I did that. And the stories that I created in my head, like it was heartbreaking for me to witness these things happening in the stories I was creating and the fear that I had. And I finally picked up the phone and I called this woman and I said, this has been coming up for me and I really want to have a conversation with you. Are you open to that? And she said, yes. And I was shaking. It was one of the most challenging edges for me in my female relationships to navigate this sisterhood wound. And what came out on the other side of it was so much 
love. Like we are still amazing friends. We were able to navigate this together. We laughed about it now. We laughed about it then because it was just a breakdown in communication. And I'm regretful that I let it go for a year without speaking my truth. But I'm also really proud of the way that I walked myself through it. And so I don't have any toxic female relationships in my life at all. And it's something that I'm so proud of. And while I don't have a romantic partner in my life, I mean, I have a few, you know, I'm dating, but what I mean is like, I don't have a partner. I'm really, really, really enjoying the dating process. And I'm so proud of how well I've navigated it. And I've been able to like spot my patterns so much more quickly and made adjustments so that I can embody the new pattern so that I can call in my king and I can be that before it happens. And so this is the secret sauce of like, I think where a lot of people get it wrong is they just think, oh, if I want to make radical change in my life, I just need to take new actions. But the truth is we have to go back to the belief level because the beliefs create the thoughts, which create the actions, which create the results. And this is the framework that the Embody Mastermind is built on. It's a framework for personal power, which is all about pausing and becoming really present to our circumstances of what is causing us pain and what is bringing us pleasure. Like, what is that loop that you keep playing over and over and over again that you're like, why the fuck is this happening again? I thought we healed this. And then you have to observe the stories, go all the way back to where did this first start? Whose rules am I playing by? What story have I created around what I can or cannot have? And then we have to start creating the framework for a new story. We have to welcome in a new reality, a new desire, a new possibility. And from there, we embody that new framework, right? It's not enough to just choose something different. We have to work at the belief level and start embodying the new belief through our actions. And then from there, we can release the old stories and we can rejoice in the new. And release and rejoice is like the key to everything. Like forgive the old version of you, forgive the people that have done you wrong. You were doing the best that you could given the tools that you had. Like I've forgiven every single man in my life. Like I co-created those relationships. I forgive myself for not knowing any better. And I'm so grateful to be in this place and celebrating the woman that I am with the boundaries that I have and the self-awareness that I have. And I see that for you. So my intention with creating the devoted mastermind is to give you a space where you can come in and get really, really clear on what is the thing, what is the pattern that keeps playing over and over and over in your life. And what would happen if you shifted out of that pattern? Like together, we are going to dig into this and create a whole new way of being for you so that you can stop the cycle and you can actually create new patterns, new dynamics, new relationships. And you can do this over and over again. It's a repeatable framework. It's a repeatable pattern. And I just see so much freedom for you. I see so much potential for you. I see so much power for you happiness and joy and fulfillment for you. So with that being said, if you are feeling the nudge, this is application only. All you have to do is go to the link in the show notes, or you can send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at the Melissa Martin and apply. The application process is super simple. You book a discovery call on my calendar. We hop on zoom and we dive into like, what is the thing right now that is keeping you stuck? Like what is the pattern that's been playing over and over and over again that you finally want to break free of? And what would shift in your life if you were able to completely shift that pattern? Like what would be different for you? 
We start in January, we go for six months, and we are going to celebrate at the very end with an in-person retreat experience in Southern California so that we get to hug in real life. It's going to be the most beautiful, beautiful thing. I'm so excited. Honestly, group containers are the thing that have brought these women into my life, right? So a lot of people ask like, how do you make amazing friends? Like it's so lonely when you're an entrepreneur or I don't have access to people in my hometown. And those are all stories and they might be your true lived experience. They were my lived experience. I got into rooms that scared me. I went to events. I joined masterminds. I got into group coaching programs and I built relationships with women who wanted the same thing that I did that were doing the same kind of work. And so it was in masterminds and group containers that I have formed and forged relationships with some of the most incredible women in my life because we were showing up vulnerably and committed to doing our own work. And through that process formed relationships that are literally the loves of my life. Like these women are like the loves of my life. So that is why I believe so much in masterminds, in group coaching, it in, in live events, like they just give you exposure to the types of people that are growing alongside with you. And that is what I see for you. That is my intention in this environment. And why I wanted to do a retreat at the end is because we're going to walk through so much together over six months, like our lives are going to transform. And it's really important to me that at the end, we get to anchor it in, in an in-person experience and like snuggle and, and celebrate and just be in proximity to one another and really like solidify the bonds of sisterhood that we're going to develop together in our six months. So with that being said, if you're feeling called, click the link in the show notes, send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at the Melissa Martin, and we will explore whether or not this is the right place for you. I love you. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day, rest of your weekend. And until the next episode, as always live your boldly courageous life. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life. Bye.